As usual, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Wild Edible World podcast. I am only one of your hosts, Michael, but this episode you can call me Benzoin Baker. And I will be Spicy Steve Cantu. Uh, welcome to episode Spice Bush. Yeah, it's another one of our, uh, one of my favorite plants. Uh, I'm in, introduce. I have the the blessed fortune of being able to introduce this really cool little berry to you. Yeah, I've I've seen I've seen the name. In fact, it's everywhere everywhere right now because the actual bush is everywhere right now. As far as like right now is the time to harvest those berries and and things like that. So like yeah. I've been hearing all about it. All of our all of our foraging friends have been spice bush this and that and the other. Yep. Tis and the season. Yeah. So I've heard about it everywhere. You were like, hey, let's do this. Yeah, man. Plus well, I have some. Yeah, I just <laughs> collected some yesterday, uh, up on my way back from southern Illinois from a really cool weekend. But we're gonna tackle all the fun stuff in the second half of the episode. This first half is going to be pretty much exclusively all the plant stuff because we we honestly kind of struggle to find a little bit of nutrient information for this, but we do have a little bit of stuff to, I mean, it, there's not nothing. It's just yeah. not the usual kind of book that we deal with. So um, we'll start off with probably the most recognizable part of this plant, which isn't the most enjoyable unusually, and it's the flowers, right? Sure. Yeah, so absolutely. During like really early spring, it's an incredibly showy plant. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, it's like really bright and flowery and, uh, um, actually, let's just pause for a moment and mention that uh, we're enjoying a couple fine brews Heck yeah. at Miskatonic Brewing. One of our favorite places. I have a delicious English mild that yeah. is just dynamite. And I'm drinking a yuzu uh, wild ale, which kind of tracks on my behavior. But um, just in case you feel uh, you, you guys hear a few extra sounds instead of birds. This is the first time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, actually, it was, it was, there was the pilot episode in your, your place. Yeah, yeah. And then this is the first time since then that we've been yeah. indoors. So this is in the middle of October, so we're kind of drawing uh, the outdoor uh, sessions to a close. Yeah, it's we'll heckin' cold outside. Yeah, it's really, really dang yeah, cold. Maybe we can so. get like a bonfire going somewhere and we can get some crackling, yeah, you know, crackling or flame maybe, type sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just really bundle up. Yeah, or just really bundle up <laughs> and drink, lo- drink lots of coffee. Because uh, even on a Monday, there's quite some traffic. Oh, for sure. Anyway, there's a. Uh, we'll go back to the flowers the flower. of this plant, right? So it's. Yeah. Really, really showy. They're bright yellow flowers, and they happen really early on in the springtime. So um, you're, it's going to be one of the first things you're noticing whenever you're coming out of your winter hibernation, you know. And you're seeing these, like, beautiful yellow flowers on these medium-sized bushes. Yeah. They grow, like, 6 to 12 six feet to fall, 12, yeah. tall in the fall. They're yellow, golden, golden yellow. That's how I found them, um, is uh, the leaves turn this magnificent yellow that really matches the color of the flowers in mm-hmm. the spring. So I'm um, trying to keep myself on track here. The flowers are dioecious. So the plant needs both male and female plants in the same area in order to successfully make the berries, which we sow humans. Well, and actually it's several, several, several species enjoy. Like yeah. it's a really popular plant. I think some people might call it like a keystone, one of those keystone plants. It's a host for several native species. So. Yeah, after doing all the all the uh, like research for this episode, like it's it's just wildly popular, uh, not only with us but with 
with the critters as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I guess we'll talk about that now. I mean, we're deer enjoy it. Rabbits, mm-hmm. opossums are really big fans of it. There's over 20 species of birds that are known to um, enjoy the berries, and it is the specific host plant to a couple. There's a couple, uh, for there's sure. There's a couple, but definitely the spice bush swallowtail. Yeah, which is I like, mean, if it's named after yeah, it. Namesake. My namesake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, and it's a beautiful butterfly. We were like, we were just kind of oh, like gorgeous, bantering dude. for a few minutes before we were recording. Yeah. Like, oh, it's such a pretty butterfly. Yeah, we were actually being, so cool. we were being so funny. Yeah, we, we were like, damn it, we got to start recording. All this tent we're losing. No, you guys missed out on that. You'll just have to hang out with us sometimes, I suppose. Yeah, come to some of our live stuff, which we definitely do have. Or yeah. you can message us on our social medias. But we'll plug those when our episode draws to a close. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the caterpillar of Heck the spice yes. bush swallowtail. It looks like Caterpie from the Pokemon series. Yeah, it absolutely does. It's, awesome. it's like what that, I feel like it's what that uh, Caterpie or was modeled off of. Yeah, oh, for sure. You know? And, and it's, it's pretty cool, like, what they do. So the, the, when they're, like, itty-bitty, probably just hatched from their uh, egg, the Caterpillar will cut, like, a little flap in the top of the leaf and fold it over itself like a blanket and it'll just probably chill and like munch on these delicious leaves and then uh yeah it'll slowly get bigger and bigger and then it looks like like the caterpie yeah and then um well it's supposed to look like a snake i guess sure yeah yeah, exactly yeah it looks like a snake um but it's just these, and then the, the the butterflies that come out of the male and female are just beautiful, mm-hmm. gorgeous, gorgeous butterflies. Faux show. Yeah. So um, obviously it's going to be a, a, a major source of uh, food for pollinators, native mm-hmm. pollinators especially. I can only imagine that it's a host for tons of bees and flies and beetles. Sure. Like, if there's that many with how many fauna. F- with how many flowers pop up in I- each one of those little clusters, for sure, bees are probably like, yo. Yes, <laughs> yes. There are there their clusters of flowers are part of, part of what make it so showy. Um, because I'm not sure that there's so many berries produced per flower. Mm-hmm. Um, probably only two or three berries per five flowers, but they really are growing in dense clusters. Um, you can tell the difference between male and female pa- plants best in the flowering season, which is part of why we agreed that this was the most recognizable part of the plant. Because the male flowers are going to have a lot more pollen on them. So they look thicker, bushier, fuller. Um, and the female flowers are usually pretty much the same size. They just look smaller because they don't have all the pollen on them. They have the receptors as opposed to, you know, the pollen, which pollinates them. And then, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> plant, plant love. <laughs> Ask your parents, kids. Um, so the berries grow only on the female plants, which I think most, I, yeah. you know, one plus one equals two, but that way it's said. Um, it does, the berry itself is a very simple looking berry. Right? Yeah. It's, it's very unassuming. It's just, just like, a red berry. It's like a little dude. Like a quarter of an inch long, mm-hmm. um, pretty oblong. It's a beautiful color red. So it starts out green and then it ripens into this really deep red. And that's really when you want to catch it. Um, after that, it actually starts getting black spots all over it, and it and because of the amount of fats in it, mm-hmm. um, it starts to go rancid, and it like it kind of it rots pretty quickly. So yeah. even the bun- the I grabbed 
I don't know, maybe a pound last night, and a good handful of them were bad by this morning uh, or this afternoon because they uh, are that fragile. They're that squishy sometimes, mm-hmm. and I think they might have been that far gone. It is a little late in the season. Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, still not salvageable. Sal- salvageable. Oh, for sure. I mean, we we talk about eating overripe fruit all the t- fruit all the time. So yeah, absolutely. Those persimmons and whatnot that we had a couple episodes ago. So let's talk a little bit about. Um, we have a few spice bush berries in front of us here, and Steve already ate one, yeah, already ate which one. is pretty unconventional. Fucking nuts, <laughs> yeah. But as he said, uh, he he enjoys malort. So yeah, so. I drink malort regularly. <laughs> so this is like child's play. That's nothing. Um, but it does have you're you're noting some strong black pepper. Yeah, notes, black right? pepper like and crazy. I think I think the citrus is uh, that's that's usually what is appealing to my nose. First off, is mm-hmm. I I catch the like really bright like uh, citrusy um, rind. Like it's very rindy. Sure. Um, let me smell a little bit more. You just got to crush one, man. Yeah, I mean, you just barely yeah. have to puncture the skin. And that's this is another interesting berry because it's, uh, you know, it is officially a droop. So, yeah. um, and and I, we didn't mention this earlier, um, the scientific binomial. So we're doing this a little out of order, unfortunately. Whatever, <laughs> it's our it's, show. We can do whatever we yeah, want. Yeah, we can do whatever we want. Lindera benzoin. That's why I was benzoin baker. Um Linderas. So Linderas are the spice bush family. They all kind of behave the same way. There's a couple different um, um, ver- varieties. And then you'll recognize the droops from uh, Cornelian cherry. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And they do behave the same way. They attach the same way. They behave very droopy. They are hanging on the underside of the leaf. Um, and they are, yeah, so they're like 90% seed and mm-hmm. about 10% flesh. But they are 100% flavor. Absolutely. And yeah. actually, I, I, I did find the, the factoid, uh, and I would no- normally save this for next time, but like, or for next episode. But Hit it. Why not? Uh, they are 35% fat. Wow, that, uh, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a ton. So you can tell why it's so popular, especially like going into the oh my uh, God, colder fall. season. Yeah. yeah. You want to put on a couple elbs, you know? Yeah, definitely. Wow. Yeah, super, super important plant. So. Um, definitely important to practice mindful harvesting and mm-hmm. making sure that there's enough for everybody because this is a uh, yeah pretty vital plant it seems. Oh for sure. I mean if, if the majority of a uh, an entire species of of butterfly mm-hmm. is named after it because they like to hang out on it, like you know. Yeah, no, it's cool. it's, it's yeah, a specific host plant. It spends it, the, um, both parts of its life cycle as a caterpillar and a swallowtail. Um, feeding in and being around this plant. Um, so the other, we'll, we'll, we've got a few more plant facts. I want to talk about the leaves because I thought they were yeah. they're pretty noticeable as well. Um, they can get up to two uh, from two to six inches long, and they're oval and smooth. They don't have any teeth or anything, and I believe they are, they grow uh, opposite. Opposite, yeah. yeah. So they. Um, they're pretty long. I, they, they say the max is six inches, but I would swear walking through the forest this weekend that they were probably some a uh, bit longer than that. They kind of reminded me of pawpaw leaves just mm-hmm. with their like general they're, size And they're like glossy, right? Uh, they weren't because they were all oh, yellow. they were already yellow. Cold yeah. play style. Makes sense. All yellow. <laughs> um, 
So it, they were, yeah, I mean, trying to collect the berries, the leaves were just falling off the branches. But that being said, the leaves are just as use. Uh, well, I wouldn't say just as usable, but they are usable like say. the berry. Well, I wouldn't, um, okay, maybe. The yeah. leaves and the twigs? Yeah. Huge. Yeah, just not as traditionally used, um, but they definitely do. They are very odorous. You break a couple of leaves, it's going to smell exactly like that berry. Mm-hmm. Um, and the bark, the tree, the 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 bark is. Um, how how is it? So they have. Uh, it's it's it's. It I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's it like has respirators. Dappled, so, almost. Yeah, like it's a, got spots on it, and those yeah. spots are actually respiration points. Yeah. So the tree actually breathes. Which so is imagine really like cool. a super smooth bark, and then. Mm-hmm. Like it's like polka dotted yep. with those little uh, what are they called? I don't even know what they're I called. I can't remember. Yeah. It's something to do with respira- uh, respiration. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to be able to. Yeah, catch yeah, it's that. it's probably super hard to pronounce. So, anyway, yeah, so. just to close this out, this is a plant that grows on the eastern. Uh, the benzoin specifically is a plant that grows in the eastern half of the U.S. Um, north to the south, there's populations of it up in Canada. But it kind of, um, as far as like observations on iNaturalist is concerned, maybe this is just um, the population that's using it or not. But there seemed to be like a big gap around Wisconsin mm-hmm. and uh, what's what's that other Wyoming? Uh, that other one up by Canada. I don't know. The other no, neighbor. Geography is not my thing. Plants are. <laughs> so, but there are populations supposedly all the way down to Texas. Um, I see something on Wikipedia about it being in Florida, but there were no iNaturalist observations of it down there as well. So maybe, again, just a lacking um, population source to, to source that information from. But that's just what we see. So Maybe they just don't like iNaturalists. Yeah, exactly. There, <laughs> there are tons. Maybe they use picture of this. I mean, yeah, there's yeah, just like a bajillion sure. different things to use. So, um, but it is a family that grows around the world. Um, but with that, I think we should close out our first half. We're getting on uh, almost 15 minutes now, I think. So we'll close this out, and then we'll come back in the second half with um, a really cool unboxing. We'll taste some stuff with some spice bush in it and talk about some cool stuff that we've got going on. Heck yeah. So please come back. See you soon. Please. joining back with us on the second half of the wild edible world podcast and totally not skipping through our ad yeah please please don't do that (laughs) we're so charming Uh, also it's uh october 17th official nun pizza left beef day that's true i saw it on the calendar i had it written down uh we wore matching outfits for the occasion and you can't see us so none of you can prove us wrong that's right So we're on the fun half of the second of the episode um, where we're going to do we're going to talk about our weekends because we both did a bunch of cool stuff uh, and then we're going to. Well, OK, first, let's eat something with spice bush on it. OK, yeah. so I made a jam 
excuse me, a couple of week a uh, week ago, a couple of weeks ago, a bunch of pawpaw jam. A bunch, because I have some too from him. I love to share. Um, this was from when I c- harvested like 36 mm. pounds of pawpaws and then uh, pulped it all and uh, made a bunch of it into jam. But the jam isn't just pawpaw jam. It's with like organic cane sugar, just a touch of brown sugar, and spice bush berries. Heck yes. So uh, it was about six cups of pulp to one tablespoon of spice bush. Which is a pretty big ratio. Did you do the whole berry in the seed too? Absolutely. So Wait. you grind up the whole thing. So okay, I guess we'll we'll do a little bit about the <clears throat> how to prepare and store this because we didn't talk about that in the yeah, first half. Super important. So it's really important because the what was it thirty five percent? Thirty five percent. Thirty five percent fat. Thirty five percent. Thirty five percent fat content. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it is uh, pretty volatile. It's uh, going to go bad pretty easily. And you can just dehydrate them and put them in a jar, which is what I did last year. Mm. Um, but if you want to be damn sure, because this is a really beautiful berry that is pretty transient, you have to catch it. And if they go bad, you're out of it for a whole year, which mm-hmm. is just tragic. But if that's the case, you want to be really sure you dehydrate them and then freeze them. And if you have a vacuum... Uh, vacuum food Sealer. saver, yeah, yeah. definitely suck all the air out of that too. That'll be your best bet. Trifecta: yeah. dehydrate, vacuum, freeze. Bada bing, bada boom. That'll give you uh, flawless spice bush berries. But <clears throat> Steve is very patiently waiting with this delicious. Uh, like, we both have a cracker with some papa jam with spice bush on it, and we're just gonna munch some of that on on audio and talk about. Where we can discern the pawpaw and the spice bush. Yeah, would you? Would you? Well, why don't you tell us, or I'll tell you what I did this weekend while you munch. Okay, and then, and then we'll versa. do the opposite. Yeah, okay. that way we can like entertain our listeners the whole time. Deal. All right. So what I did this weekend is, uh, you know, did a little forage trip on Saturday morning. Get out in nature, clear your head a little bit, and then uh, I found some hens because we got a lot of rain recently. So. Good amount of hens, probably ten or twelve pounds. Yeah, uh, rare. We have we are in a rare area where we don't have very bad drought, right? Yeah, like it's, we're, it's we're pretty good. Oddly uh, moist outside. Yeah. Mm. Yum. Oddly moist. Let me take my second. <laughs> uh, oddly moist, can't you? Um, uh, <laughs> and then I also uh, decided to try to find some of those persimmons because I was so impressed and so uh, just all about them, and I wanted my wife to try them, and I wanted. Uh, just a bunch of people that I know to try them. So they were, and I found some. Yay! And they were wonderful, and I posted pictures. Are they just as good as the ones I brought? Uh, better. No, I'm just kidding. They, they were just as good. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, great! You're like, how? How are yeah, they better? Awesome. No, no, no. no. They, they were just as good. Uh, probably a little bit less ripe. Uh, I've, I did have like two or three that were like right on par with what we tried before, um, but definitely a little bit less. Uh, and you can, if, if you look on my Instagram, uh, Snoop Doggy Dogwood, uh, you can find a photo of the tree. Uh, I took that specifically so you can see how sparse the fruit is when it's just one, one tree. So this is probably something. Uh, so it's probably a what do they call them? Single tree. Oh, monoecious. Yeah. Uh, um, maybe maybe. Uh, is, that, is that the I word you're looking for? No, it's not it's the word. Not. But whatever. Single tree. Only produces so much fruit, 
Uh, and it's, it was very sparse, but uh, enough to share. You can tell because I took a bunch of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was awesome. I'm glad they taste as good. Yeah. What'd you do? So I had a really busy weekend. Um, shout out to Flyway Fungi. Um, they have a local farm down in southern Illinois by Shawnee National Forest. And they organize a fungi festival. Um, this was the first year. They, they had one last fall and this spring, but it was under the, a different moniker, Makanda Mushroom Festival. Um, they parted ways with the previous organizers due to some uh, differences and are opening this. They opened this fall with Flyway Fungi Festival under a new banner of like honesty, transparency, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, so I reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in having me do some plant walks or uh, a presentation. And they agreed to it graciously, and so I spent the whole week down weekend down there, and it was a grand time. So hopefully next fall, they said that they're going to make it a yearly event instead of a seasonal one, because sure. it's a, <laughs> a lot of work. Because yeah. it was so cool. I mean, they had food. Um, there was a whole mushroom-themed dinner where it's their their mushroom farm, Flyway Fungi. It's a mm-hmm. mushroom farm. So they uh, provided all the mushrooms for the chef to use a couple days before the event, and it was uh, a bunch of shiitake, chestnut, lion's mane, prepared in a variety of ways. There was like a polenta. Um, the I would say the the crown jewel of the evening's meal was probably a creme brulee made with candy that. cat mushrooms uh. and. Dude, when I tell you that was one of the my, most mind-blowing things I've ever had, it was just ridiculously good. It looked awesome. Yeah. But sure. um, beyond that, what I, w- the, whatever parts I had in the festival, the, uh, my presentation was really cool and fun. It was about um, sustainable harvesting and uh, foraging sustainability, um, you know, just kind of like the main policies of don't take everything and some yeah. other stuff. And then Sunday, I had a really nice nature walk where I walked around and showed people a bunch of different plants. Some of my favorites were there, eastern red cedar, um, autumn olive. There was uh, nice. Everybody was able to eat some berries, which was really cool because it's like still, it's like just. I was going to say, it's probably perfect time for autumn olive down there. Exactly. And all, all that other stuff. And then I was lucky enough to find a red mulberry. Which is like super rare, like a native red mulberry. I'm like 90%. It's a pretty commonly misidentified tree, but I'm pretty, I mean, I do know the differences, and I'm like pretty damn sure that's what it was. So Mm -hmm. it was really exciting to find, even though it's not in the season for it at all, but it's just a real treasure to find something like that. And then beyond that, Sunday, the end of the day, um, or that was the end of the Fungi Festival, we left, and I was able to hop through champagne and collect all these spice bush berries and share some with you. Um, not too many because actually a lot of them went rancid than I meant to, but uh, <laughs> hopefully this will at least get, I think that'll get you at least a dish or two. Out Definitely. Of it. I was trying to think of like a good, like, okay, if you were to mix them in with scrambled eggs, what would be like a berry to egg ratio? Hmm. Would that be bad? Do you think? I was thinking like, uh, like oatmeal cookies or something, you know, Dude, like wow. a spice bush oatmeal. Dude, that's such a good idea. Yeah. Man, this is I why you're them. the chef. I got them sometimes, yeah. Man, that's why you're the chef. Of the, the, the duo. That's the, this mm, is the... You call me the chef, but this pawpaw jam is outrageous. I mean, that's just following directions. Oh. 
That's not having a revolutionary ideas <laughs> like yeah. spice bush oatmeal cookies. <laughs> um, anyway, so I guess we should uh, we're, we're we're kind of running low on oh, time, yeah. so let's check unboxing out let's do this unboxing ceremony. <laughs> yeah. So we recently got some pins, um, and this is the same logo as our show logo, um, done by my lovely wife Laura Feller yeah. at Laura Feller Creates. Laura Feller dot creates. And uh, she does just like a lot of cool artwork for the local breweries and um, also designed our logo because she's a pretty talented person. So let's let's open this. I think dun, it's dun, glowing. Dun, dun. Do you see the glowing light underneath from it? It's oh. Cool. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. So individually packed. Let me bust this open. Uh, this is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my Soft whole life. Soft enamel butterfly pins of our uh, complete logo. And... If I may say so Dude, myself, they are perfect. These <laughs> are fucking incredible. It's <laughs> really cool to see. Yeah, it is, I man. I'm going to uh, take uh, right now. Yeah. So they're soft enamel, but they feel pretty hard to me. I'm not really sure what the difference between soft what, and hard enamel is. I don't know what that is either. I think they're both pretty hard, though. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. they're shiny. Uh, they got our plants on them. Dude. You're going to love this them. This is red. So uh, I guess next thing in order for us is we got to figure out how we're going to get a store organized and uh, try and get some of this cool merch out to you guys. We I just ordered a ton more stickers because I've practically given them all away. But just know that if you ever do order a T-shirt or a pin from us, we're definitely going to stick some stickers in there for you guys um, just because we love you and we love that you love us. So Heck yeah, dude, this is so cool. Yeah, this is. Thank really you for really doing cool. this. This is awesome, dude. <laughs> well, of course, man. This is uh, it's all love, you know, big love. So thanks for uh, listening to us, and I think that's probably going to close out our second half. Do you have anything? Yeah. No, no, anything that's else? good. For that was pretty me, much man. wrapping up my weekend, yeah. and um, yeah, we'll try to keep the Instagram posted with um, some updates as far as our merch and where, where we might be able to find a home for a store or something like that and sell some stuff online to you guys uh, if you're interested, if you give a crud. If you give a heck about us. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for joining us for another really exciting episode of the Wild Out of the World podcast where you know we're going to show you where to find the best food for free. And it's either going to be trailside, curbside, or low tide, but we're going to get you there. And you're going to find it. What do you think, Spice Bush, Steve? Uh, I think I'm er, in Steve. love with these buttons. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pins. <laughs> yeah. Not not a mere button. But uh, yeah, I think I'm in love, in, in love with them too. They yeah. look really, really good. These are great. Man. The ramps even have little roots on the bottom yeah. of them. <laughs> it's adorable. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll probably try and find a way to post this on the Instagram. But yeah. we'll well, see I'm sure time. we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, we'll figure something out. See you All next right. time, guys. Bye, guys.